welcome to the Vegan Tricks podcast. I'm Trix, and today I'm going to be taking some questions from my Ask FM. But first things first, veganism is a philosophy and way of living which sees to exclude as far as possible and practicable all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing or any other purpose. And by extension, it promotes the development and use of animal-free alternatives for the benefit of humans animals and the environment. In dietary terms, it denotes the practice of dispensing with all products derived wholly or partly from animals. So welcome to the Vegan Tricks podcast. As I said, I am Trix and today I'm going to be taking some questions from my Ask FM. Now, um, as I say, my Ask FM account is Ask FM is ask.fm slash the vegan tricks and you can ask me any questions you like there I'm more than happy to answer any of them so what I'm going to be doing is going to be taking a few questions from there and um, we'll see how that goes so let's hit ask fm so first question is um, a lot of these may be ask fm generated but I think it's quite useful um to go through these anyway because they might be interesting so i'm going to do that so what things should you never tell your parents well (laughs) um to be honest if i could start my entire childhood again i probably would be a lot more honest with my parents i think that um honesty is genuinely the best policy because then you don't come up with a lot of hostility um i and there's a little bit more understanding as to who you are how you feel what you're doing that kind of stuff so i know that in hindsight it's really easy for me to say that but i honestly think that if i was just a little bit more honest with my parents um and kind of let them know how i was um and how i was feeling then maybe my childhood would have been better i'm not saying my childhood was awful um but it wasn't great in in quite large patches. So I think if I was honest, it probably would have made things better. So I think you should tell your parents what you feel comfortable in telling them and look at what you are comfortable in telling them. Um, I think that it's important for you to maintain a good relationship with your parents because they gave birth to you at the end of the day. Um, I personally don't talk to my mother. We don't have a relationship anymore. That's my decision. Um, which is sad, but it's one of those things. And I do have a relationship, however, with my dad and my mum, who is my stepmum. And that's great. And I love them dearly. And I am very open with them, especially now. Um, They know pretty much everything. So yeah. What things you should never tell your parents? Things that you aren't comfortable in telling them. Next question. How can we save the world from global warming? Well, there's an easy one. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know me and who are new to this podcast, um, I am Trix and I'm the vegan Trix. Um, And because I'm vegan, I'm very much aware of the impact that the animal agricultural industry and the choices that people make uh, in consuming animals is making on the uh, planet and our general environment. Um, so yeah, the the simple answer to how we can save the world from global warming is to make better choices. 
Um, I think that we can all work harder to make better choices, whether that be choosing to no longer exploit and slaughter animals because of the environmental impact. You know, 51% of glass of of um, greenhouse gases, sorry, um, are generated by the animal agricultural industry. That's not just cow farts. It's actually more burps than farts, but um, it's not just cow farts, but it's also the transportation. It's also the impact on the oceans um, and the ocean dead zones caught by runoff from um, various uh, various farms. So, yeah, there's it's just... It's just really bad for the environment, animal agriculture, and it's also obviously really bad for the animals. But um, yeah, with regards to that question, I think how can we save the world from global warming? Um, we can save it by making better choices. And I think even as vegans, we can make better choices by, you know, I'm very guilty of um, using a lot of plastic. And that's mainly because not out of choice, really, um, although I'm, I suppose I'm making excuses, really, but... Um, I choose to use a delivery service for my food because I can order organic at a better price than I can buy in stores. And also because I commute and work full time, it's very difficult for me to kind of pick up fresh fruit and, and vegetables very easily. Um, so I use a delivery service. Now, the problem with that is that I get a lot of plastic wrapped stuff. Um, which is a real shame because I think that it could be bagged a lot better. But I think that we can probably all work together to push for less plastics, um, especially as vegans and, you know, push for more biodegradable stuff and recycled stuff. Because we seem to have forgotten that. I remember when I was a kid, like in the 90s, it was a big thing about being green. Um, I remember, you know, everyone was banging on about global warming and it being a real issue. But that seems to have kind of petered off and then kind of come back, but from a different perspective now. So, yeah, I think waste is definitely something that even vegans can look at. But, yeah, it comes down to choices. How can we save the world from global warming? By making better choices. Best pickup line you've heard. <laughs> OK, um, to be honest, I will be honest, I've never really been picked up that much like when I was single I'm not single anymore but um when I was single um I did spend quite a significant amount of time of my life single or kind of seeing people and um no one really lit like used any lines on me um no, not really kind of like cheesy pickup lines but I think the best one that I have heard um at a bar <laughs> um it wasn't used on me but it was used on this poor girl was the really cheesy one where um, he, this guy basically was... He was chatting to his mate and then he kind of like slid over to her and was like, all right, darling. And she was like, all right. <laughs> and uh, he was like, oh, what happened to your eyes? The star stolen or something like that. I can't remember what it is. What is that? It was something like... It was something like that. All right. I remember him just saying, all right, darling, and her freaking out. And then what did he say? Something about... Oh, no, yeah, that was it. Was your dad a thief because you stole the stars and put them in your eyes? <laughs> it was so cheesy. But I, I had heard that that is a, 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 like a general pickup line. And to hear someone actually use it was fucking bizarre. It's very weird. It's very weird. So, yeah, that's the best pickup line that I've heard. And I have heard it at a bar. But there's loads of them. I think um, hashtag dating advice. Uh, just don't use them. You don't need them. Just be yourself and don't be too pushy. Um, 
because if something's going to happen, it will happen anyway. Um, that's how, you know, organic life works, really. So, yeah, dating advice from tricks. <laughs> Do you think you're brave? No, <laughs> I really don't. I think I'm brave. <sighs> that's actually quite a difficult question. I, I kind of wrote it off, but um, I think I'm brave in certain aspects of my life. Um, and I think I have been very brave in certain aspects of my life, but generally I'm a bit of a wuss. Um, and I think that comes down to me not having much self-confidence or kind of self-worth or self-belief. Um, I do come across as quite a confident person. Obviously I'm doing a podcast now, you know, I've got a YouTube channel, I've got, you know, some really great friends, but a lot of my bravado is kind of put on to hide the very scared child <laughs> so I may be 35 but I'm actually like a four-year-old underneath all of that so uh do you think you're brave maybe a little bit sometimes when it's applicable <laughs> you're allowed to choose one beverage for the rest of your life what would you choose Ooh. now if if I can still have water because I really like water, I drink a lot of water I've got water in a big jar next to me um I always have a, a liter of water with me at all point, at all times, either in a bottle um I've got some uh some of that um plastic bottle, but it's not like a plastic bottle it's like an ecological plastic bottle thing it's all biodegradable and stuff um but it's meant to be better for you than um having you know the plastic bottles of water you buy in the supermarket because if you refill those slightly random tangent if you refill those you um run the risk of bacteria being in the water because if, obviously if you think about it you're drinking the water and you're sipping it and you're leaving the lid off and your saliva's in there and you know your mouth is like full of bacteria so yeah um and also if you if you're refilling them on taps taps can often have bacteria on them and stuff and yeah after a few refills bacteria can actually grow on the plastic underneath um on the bottom sorry so when you refill it you're putting that bacteria back in the water so yeah random tangent but if water is still allowed oh it's really hard i can't choose between tomato juice and coconut water I I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, hmm, I'm going to say tomato juice. No, coconut water. <laughs> no, I'm going to say coconut water. Yeah, I'm going to say coconut water because coconut water is really, really good for you. It's packed full of nutrients and antioxidants. So, yeah, although tomato juice is really good for you as well, I think coconut water, yeah, it's tasty. What would you do it would you do it oh my god this is terrible would you do it with someone if you had a bowling ball stuck on your big toe if the other person was hot and you like them now i presume you're saying sex is that is that it like would you do it with someone if you had a bowling ball stuck on your big toe so well, it depends on the person like if if I liked the person and we'd developed a rapport and we'd, you know, got to that stage that sex was on the cards, then yeah, maybe. Even if there was a bowling ball stuck on my toe. It's just like, 
Well, no, you just get some oil, get that thing off your toe, and then maybe consider having sex. No, <laughs> no would be my answer because I'd be more concerned about the safety of my toe. <laughs> Um, next question how were you able to stand there and watch that now before I continue with this question I know exactly what this is about this is about a um, uh, a pig slaughter that I videoed I filmed um, at my family's farm in the Philippines um, I will answer this question um, in full but I'll read all of the question um, and then hopefully answer the question with that. So um, the video itself, um, I will put on this podcast as a link to my YouTube, but it is on my YouTube, The Vegan Tricks, um, which you can access by just search, search under the YouTube. Um, and it's uh, currently labelled bacon though and has a horrendous fat person meme on it. Um, but that's kind of on purpose because it's kind of trolling the trolls. Um, but yeah, um, it was a really difficult thing to do. So I'll, I'll, I'm trying to ask the, answer this question properly. Um, how were you able to stand there and watch that? Were you able to share maybe a quicker way to kill him? It looked like it seemed like it took an awfully long time for him to die. I think they could have aimed at more vital organs. Did you see how delish did they see how delicious your vegan food was and eat more vegan like? Okay, thank you. That's from Stacy. Uh, thank you, Stacy. Okay, so to answer your question, how were you able to stand there and watch that? I have no idea. Um, this goes back to the brave question, I think. Um, I've seen a lot of horrible footage, uh, especially being vegan. Um, and it's incredibly difficult to admit that you are um, numb to it because you shouldn't be numb to it. It's a horrible, horrible thing to see. But nothing prepared me for seeing that in real life. Um, I've seen animals being slaughtered previously in real life, but that was pre-vegan. So seeing it as a vegan, filming it, in a foreign country, although I'm at my family's farm, it was in a foreign country with people who don't speak my language and whose English is very poor. Um, you know, I don't speak their language. I don't speak Tagalog at all, really, other than like a couple of words. And I've got only very basic comprehension of it. Um, so how was I able to stand there and watch that? It, I don't know, if I'm honest. I really don't know. It was very difficult. It was very emotionally and physically draining. But for the entire time, I knew that pig was going to die. I knew that his time was up and there was nothing that I could do about it. Um, they had raised and were intending to slaughter him for food. And the justification, even though I did discuss it with them before this happened, their justification was that uh, the... Um, they were going to use the whole pig and it was, you know, that's how it is out there. And, you know, you know, it's for food and, you know, we can't all live off um, rice and fruit, various different excuses. Um, I wasn't able to share a quicker way to kill him because I was informed of the entire process beforehand. Um, and 
unfortunately I didn't have anyone there that spoke any Tagalog that could kind of tra- and, in- and English to kind of translate to try and help him um it was also really important for me to not put my veganism at the forefront of this it was important for me to capture the footage to show people what it's really like in a in a real life situation on a farm in the Philippines and for people to see how inhumane death is no matter where it's done and that was really important to me I was there for him I was staring at him and in his eyes the entire time and you have absolutely no idea unless you've done it yourself what that's like and I don't think no matter who you are or what kind of person you are I don't think anyone's prepared for that um it did take a long time for him to die it took him almost 10 minutes I think or maybe just over 10 minutes um and yeah I think that they should have aimed at more vital organs they did try to cut his jugular um and aim for his heart but at the end of the day they they grow in inverted commas um pigs you know they feed them and feed them and feed them so they are very big and trying to get to a vital organ is very difficult and I don't understand I don't understand why they would want to kill them anyway obviously but I don't understand the um, anatomy of a pig enough to have even advised anyone Um, but no so I think I think the main reason I think the main thing that we need to take away from this is that there is absolutely nothing I could have done any differently I don't regret not standing in the way or anything like that because that wouldn't have gained anything because they would have basically shoved me out the way and killed him anyway and possibly more brutally knowing the fact that I didn't want it to happen um did they see how delicious your vegan food was and eat more vegan like yes they did see the vegan food and no they didn't think that it was especially delicious um they were very disconnected I tried to um give everyone a vegan dessert um basically it was just nice cream and tried to persuade everyone to have um, a vegan curry but they didn't want to there was no interest they had a little bit of it and then add a load of fish sauce and meat and shit to it and it was yeah it's, it was really disappointing actually because as a vegan you get this all the time and I do get this all the time with family and friends who aren't vegan and even my partner um, where you try your damnedest to show them how easy it is being vegan and to show them how delicious vegan food is but they most of the time they just take the piss you know they don't care they don't want to care they don't want to know because their cognitive dissonance is so so strong and they have absolutely no emotional connection to what they're eating at all. Um, they just don't see it. So, yeah, that was quite a long question, um, uh, answer for the question. But uh, hopefully hopefully, I've answered that for you. Whew, that was quite hard. Um, okay, what are some things that make you really happy? What a great question. Thank you, AskFM. Um, what are some things that make you really happy? Oh, there's loads of stuff now that makes me really happy. Um, Okay, so I love being out in the fresh air. And I'm sat here in on my bed 
in our bedroom and the main reason I'm sat here um, is because there's less noise um, and it's a it's kind of like a boxy room so it means that the echo won't be so bad um, but it's really nice because I've got the window open and I can see outside and it's all green and the leaves are blowing and it's just really it's just lovely and there's now an airplane going over <laughs> great but it's just really nice because we there's loads of birds that hang out in the trees around here and it's just really pretty even though we're in an urban t- town area um we have a garden that backs onto someone else's back garden so it's just really nice and there's lots of birds that hang around here and it's really pretty um so i really like being outside in nature um although it's quite difficult for me at the moment because i do go through phases of agoraphobia which is really crap but it is true it's what happens um i'll explain about that another time if anyone has any questions about that then please pop them into ask fm and i'll pick them up um next monthly podcast um so yeah so other things that make me really happy other people being really happy i i kind of vibe off other people a lot um which i know is it speaks volumes about my (laughs) self-worth But, um, yeah, I really vibe off happy people. If if other people are happy, I just love that. It's just such a buzz. It's really great. Um, other things that make me really happy, um, fruit. Lots of really lovely fruit and fresh vegetables and good food generally. Um, I really like good food and really nice whole plant-based food which I know is a bit corny and cheesy coming from a vegan, but it's bloody true. If if there's like a real, really nice platter of yummy food, like my ve- my vegan rice bowls, yeah, they make me really happy. Um, what else? Music. I love music. I listen to music all the time. All the time. Um, mainly because it's a really good anxiety cure. So if you're wandering around, just pop headphones in. The whole world disappears then and it's just you and music and then wherever you're walking to, it's great. So, you know, if you're especially, you know, if I'm out in the countryside and I'm going for a walk, it's nice because I'm surrounded by the countryside. I don't need music. When you're in an urban setting and you've got loads of people running around and you're uh, quite an anxious person, with especially with lots of people or crowds, headphones, man. Headphones every time. Um, yeah, so I I really love music. Music-wise, I could talk about it for ages. So if anyone wants to know what my favourite bands are and everything else, ha, that's quite funny. There is a qu- second question, excuse me, from Ask FM. <laughs> Who's your favourite band? I don't have a favourite band. <laughs> I don't have a favourite band. I don't have a favourite artist, what have you, um, whatever you want to call it. Because I enjoy so much different music. Like... If I look at my Spotify, let's have a look at Spotify. So, last played or recently played artists-wise. Okay, so here we go. Brooke Candy, Bring Me the Horizon, Sleeping with Sirens. Oop. Ah, What happened? Oh, Thrice, Uh, A Day to Remember. Uh, funeral for a friend. Da, 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 da. 
Tori Flurim, I think is called. I don't know, but it's a song called Firestarter. Well, it's a cover of the song called Firestarter. That's really cool. Cahedon Cambria, Godsmack, Truck Fighters, Anticarnasal, like that. <laughs> Stevie Nicks, Carol King, In This Moment, Skepta, Jamie, Last Japan, Chip. Da, 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 da. Hole. Uh, and then a playlist. Jefferson Airplane. Mamas and Papas. You get the idea. Basically, I like a lot of Adele. <laughs> there you go. Adele's on there. I like a lot of metal, rap, grime. Although I don't really know too much about grime. I kind of just know what I like, if that makes sense. Uh, I only recently got into grime and that's mainly because a lot of people have been recommending grime artists so I've been getting into them um, I love blues I love jazz I love I just love I like music that says something whether it's in the lyrics or whether it's in the melody or the epicness of the song it has to just say something and I know that sounds really obvious but it is true I think that the more that the song says something to me, then the more chance I like it. So, who's my favourite band? I don't have one. I have lots. Do you have any posters on your bedroom wall? What are they? No, because I'm not 12. Actually, no, I do have a poster. Ah, man. I do have a poster, and it's by our bedroom wall. Oh, it's on our bedroom wall. It's by our bedroom door. And it's of a kind of, like, gothy, vampire-y girl covered in roses and stuff it's like a long poster but it's only there to cover something on the wall <laughs> so yeah I do have a poster and it's very gothy great everyone thinks I'm a goth now um what are you most known for well I suppose a lot of people who be listening to this will know me from YouTube maybe being a vegan activist that's probably what I'm most known for um, at the moment. <laughs> um, at work, I'm known for being what I am at work. But yeah, I think generally I'm just known as a vegan activist, I think. That's probably what I'm most known for. And yeah, I think that it's... <laughs> a lot of people are obsessed with fame. And uh, I'm really not. I'm... Which... Again, it sounds a bit weird because, you know, I'm on a podcast and I've got a YouTube channel. But for me, me being the vegan tricks, it's about veganism and it's about the animals and it's about the environment. and It's about health. And what I want to do with the outlets that I have is show people how easy it is and all of the benefits and how much I've learned and how much I've grown as a person being a vegan um, and being straight edge. So for those of you that don't know what straight edge is, that means that I don't consume alcohol, drugs, caffeine, um, and what else? I don't smoke, anything like that. Um, so yeah, according to some people, I'm really boring, but um, according to others and to myself, I think I'm just a lot cleaner and clearer. I make really good decisions, and I have made really good decisions being straight edge, and I made a lot of really shit decisions when I wa when I wasn't straight edge. So, yeah, I think that I'm most known for being straight edge vegan 
and I'm very proud of that fact. But I don't use that to kind of gain fame or favour. I use that to demonstrate how easy it is and how much better it is for other people and for myself being that person. So, yeah, I'm most known for being a straight-edge vegan and I like that. It's good. So that's all the questions that I've had on my Ask FM. So what I will do is I will reply to those to say that it's going to be on this podcast with a link. If you do want to ask me any questions in future for this podcast, as I said, go to ask.fm slash the vegan tricks. That's tricks with an X. And um, I will speak to you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. And remember, guys, to keep it compassionate and keep it tricksy. Ha <laughs> ha.